0: back to the unashamed podcast guys i am melissa and i'm joined by my co-host zach hefner yes sir (laughs) um this week we will be talking about satan and more specifically his half truths um i think one thing that we as christians um often forget or not even forget but we don't realize um that we have a real enemy and that is Satan. Um, And this is not to scare anyone away um, from Christianity, but it's very crucial for us to understand that our God, we serve a God who is firstly victorious and is the king of all things. Mm -hmm. But there's also the earthly king, you know, the um, enemy that the Bible talks about who is against the work of god um and because we as christians are who god has chosen to partner with that means that we are a target ourselves um and first Peter five verse eight actually tells us that the the enemy is like a roaring lion you know and or a prowling lion seeking to devour um and he doesn't seek to devour just anyone but specifically those who are a part of God's kingdom and who are doing his work because he despises that. Mm. Um, And so we'll be talking about Satan and his half-truths and how we can be cautious and aware and kind of on guard against falling for half-truths, especially in the form of like false teaching um, and even ourselves being deceived um, and not just taking what we hear as truth, but always measuring it against the word of God. Mm so zach tell us a bit about satan what 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 would you say is kind of like his stance when it comes to truth how does he view truth and what is his role when it comes to the word of god
1: yeah so satan will do anything he can to keep you or us away from god um that's his goal. His goal is to take as many people down with him because yeah. he knows he's going to lose.
0: <laughs> he knows he's aimed.
1: Um, so he's trying to keep anyone he can with him to mm-hmm. go down when the time comes. Um, I actually have. I actually recently got this very interesting book called *The Screwtape Letters*, mm. which shame on me. I haven't <laughs> read most of it yet, but I have read a couple chapters, and it, it's from C.S. Lewis, which is, awesome. who is phenomenal. Awesome. Um. And he writes it from the perspective of a demon Mm. who is training another demon named Screwtape, I think. I think the younger one is Screwtape. Um, And he is writing him letters on how to properly draw the human he is assigned to away from God. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of interesting things in there, just like things that are very true. Um, of how just things that draw us away from God that we don't yeah. even recognize. Um, and one of the biggest things that the devil uses is half truths. Mm. Um, and we've said this multiple times already, um, in this episode, but what are half truths? Well, a half truth is basically when you take something that is true and you just tweak it a little bit yeah. to make it half true. <laughs> And the reason why Satan uses those is because they're not as blatant as lies. Mm. Um usually if someone straight up lies to you, like if I am standing in front of Melissa and I say I am 7 feet tall. Like you're just going to you lie and be like <laughs> no, you're not. Right. Um but if I this is a bad example, but if I look at you and I say I'm <laughs> 6 feet tall. That's a little closer to the truth because I'm actually like 5'10. Um which for South Africans who's listening out there, they have no idea what I'm talking about because I'm not talking in the metric system. <laughs> um
0: Meters please?
1: Yeah. Uh my point is is that there's the truth and half truths are not as far away from the truth as lies mm. because lies are usually straight up lies are usually easy to single out. Mm. They're easy to figure out. Um but Satan's too smart to use lies straight applies so he uses half truths yeah. which have an essence of truth so that we don't completely blu- brush them off mm-hmm. but also something in it that's dangerous and is harmful to our spiritual walk um so let me give you a prime example genesis 3 when the fall of man happened <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'd say buddy. that's a pretty good example
0: <laughs> like the first that we see really
1: Hmm. uh I'll read it real quick. Um, Chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3. From verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. Mm -hmm. The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate and she gave also to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made, loin, made themselves loin coverings. Okay, so Satan comes to Eve and says... Is this really what God said? Mm. That's not what he means. And if we go to what God actually said, uh, from chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you will surely die. Mm. Okay, so we know now, that God was talking about a spiritual death. When you eat from the tree, it's a spiritual death. Yeah. Because obviously when they ate from it, they didn't just drop dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but their spirits were broken. The The relationship between them and God was broken, which we know now is the source of spiritual life. Um, and they no longer had access to God's life, like the tree of life. Mm-hmm. So technically they did die that day because they started to die. <laughs> um But this is an example of the serpent coming and being like, oh, well, you won't die today. Mm -hmm. Well, he's right. They didn't die today. Or that day. (laughs) Or that day. Yeah, sorry, not today. (laughs) Um, But they spiritually died and they started to physically decay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is a a prime example because Satan will take things um, that have a hint of truth in it. Like, yes, they weren't going to die that day. But he forgets to it's like it's like when someone takes a scripture out of context and they say the first part of the scripture, but then they leave out the back half <laughs> that literally like contradicts what mm-hmm. they're trying to say with the first part of the scripture. It's like that. He leaves out parts of the truth that lead us down a path of destruction. Destruction. Really. Mm-hmm. Um so he uses these half truths to really deceive us mm-hmm. and he is the ultimate deceiver. Yeah. Um and so I have written down here, uh, he uses half truths to make you question God and God's scripture by offering you something that seems better but has no merit.
0: Mm, that's um,
1: good. I heard someone say one time that, now I didn't have this in my notes, so I'm really trying to get this <laughs> off the top of my head, um, that sin always offers more than it can give and it always has a cost bigger than you can pay. Sure. And I was like, that's deep. dang. <laughs> okay and it's true because Mm. there's so many things that look nice Mm. and they seem nice and they sound nice but when you actually get to them you realize that they really have nothing for you Mm. and they hold no real value in the grand scheme of things um and satan uses those all the time and so um
0: that's how he tames us into different sins
1: yeah for sure um and so he is the ultimate deceiver Mm. he 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 shows us things that we think are the right way to go but it's not Mm. Um, and it's really hard to decide between what's true and what's not Mm. and that's why it's so important to know the word and to be able to measure things up against the word because that's how you're going to know what's truth and Mm. what's not truth Um, and so yes
0: yeah I think it's very interesting that Satan is called um like one of his names is the deceiver, basically, yeah as I was saying Because um, when you think about it when someone tries to deceive like they again like with fabricating or like with um like you were saying half truths, you don't make it blatantly obvious that you're trying to deceive you yeah. know you you kinda go you kind of have like a roundabout way of of doing that um you're not trying to get caught like he wants to convince us or deceive us with us without us realizing that we're being deceived and um, that's what deceivers do and it's the same with satan um second corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 actually describes satan um as someone who transforms himself into an angel of light mm. and so basically what that means is he will appear as though he is good or his intentions are well-meaning just like zach was saying um there's like this promise that he holds up for sin or for um, disobedience or for following a certain path, but that ultimately leads to destruction. Mm. Um, And he does that to us in so many ways um, in temptations towards different sins that we all struggle with. Um, And the funny thing about that scripture is it talks about, Paul talks about um, Satan's ministers And so this is specifically false teachers who are teaching in the name of Christ. But it's interesting that that Paul calls them Satan's ministers, um, not Christ's ministers, even though they will tell you otherwise. Um, But he says that they themselves transform themselves as as if they are apostles of Christ, just as Satan transforms himself as though he is an angel of light. Um, And the reason why that is so... um, important for us to realize that that is happening right now is because it's so easy to not to be gullible, but to, to be blind and thinking that there's just one gospel. Mm. There is just one gospel. There is just one one truth that can save man, but people have twisted. Um, and Satan is the first one who's done that. And those who are not truly followers of Christ, who are really the ministers of Satan um, continue to fabricate the truth um, and make it look like it is the truth, but the fruits are very clear because they are self glorifying. Um, they focus more on your gain. If you follow Jesus, this is what you'll gain. But Jesus says, no, if you follow me, the first thing you're gonna the first thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna lose your life. Um, and that is just a big contrast to kind of the gospel that we have heard recently or not even recently cuz this how long ago was this written <laughs> and um the new testament warns almost in every book about false teaching and so it's been around for a long time um and satan is ultimately the originator of that you know um and so that's why we need to be we need to be students of the word ourselves yeah. um because we can't just take what anyone says even with what we're saying now like when we mention scripture or we speak about Satan or whatever topic it is go and look up those verses don't just take what we're saying um, and see for yourself the truth um, because that that's a, a much sure anchor for you um, because you know that your faith is your, your own and, and it's not just someone else's you know that you're like like second hand smoking <laughs> no, <it's laughs> like you're doing it yourself and you have a relationship with God
1: it's it's very interesting to me um that Satan is never original. Mm. Um he always Can't takes be. God's mm. words and twists them. Mm. Because he knows that even if he came up with his own version of the truth, it wouldn't stand up next mm. to God's. Ding. Um and so I I think th- this was a topic that I brought up Um, because it's kind of been on my heart recently because of just the amount of false Mm. teaching I've seen, especially on social media, that people like repost and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Um, And I go and listen to it and I'm like, but that's not true.
0: Biblical, yeah.
1: Um, And I I don't know, like, there's just a lot of stuff out there that's like all about you. Mm. Not like you specifically, but like. You, as in, like humans,
0: like, yeah,
1: like you can do it, and like what Jesus can do for you, yeah, like, and your
0: next breakthrough is around the corner, yeah, you know, and type it's very
1: of, like self serving, yeah. self glorifying gospel. And that's not mm. if anyone knows anything about the true gospel, they will see that and they'll be like, that ain't right because mm. the gospel is all about Christ, the gospel is all about how we can't do it, the gospel's mm. all about. How we failed, and Jesus had to come as the new mm-hmm. Adam to fix all the crap that we messed yeah. up. Yeah. And so it can't possibly be about us mm-hmm. because the minute it becomes about us, it fails because mm-hmm. we fail because we we are not what God wanted us to be because mm-hmm. of sin. Um, and I just get really sad, I guess, mm-hmm. of the amount of people that just get deceived by pastors and teachers, and I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to name drop. um, But people who are out there that are preaching this kind of gospel of um, God needs you Mm. to be part of his movement or uh, God has all these things for you in your earthly life if you just give a little bit of money on a Sunday. Um, And that's just not the gospel. Mm. I mean, like Melissa said, Jesus Christ jesus calls us to die to ourselves on a daily basis we don't live for this life we live for the next Mm. one um so yeah we just wanted to uh put that out there because um like i said he's not original he Mm. doesn't come up with his own stuff he uses um things that seem right and make sense um and then tweaks them a little bit to to bring us away from god um, I mean, even like my mind goes to Matthew four, when Jesus is getting tempted in the wilderness after being baptized, um, in Satan's like, well, the scripture says that if you throw yourself off this cliff or if it was a building, I don't remember, um, and the angels will save you. Like you should do that. Like that wouldn't have been bad mm-hmm. necessarily for Jesus to do that. It would have been a show of his power, but it was a temptation to, and also
0: he didn't have to prove anything. Yeah, and Satan. then Jesus comes back and yeah. says,
1: don't test your God. Mm. Like, don't do that. That's what mm. that's what the scripture says. And it's a perfect example of like, Satan will be like, he'll use scripture mm. to back what he wants you to do. And it's, go read Matthew 4 because he literally tempts Jesus three times mm. and he uses scripture to tempt him. And Jesus slaps back with more scripture that literally completely throws satan's argument out of the water and and it's exactly what we should do Mm -hmm. when we get tempted and and we hear half-truths is we should be able to throw scripture back and say no that's not what the bible says um because it's so easy to take things out of context i mean if you took this podcast episode and cut out little words that either of us said you could make us say whatever the heck you Mm -hmm. want like that's a perfect example of how you can take things out of context so we just um we want to encourage you to be in the word and know what's true yeah. and to test what you're hearing. Um don't take everything you say at, or everything you hear as truth. Um I think we all know that especially in today's day and age there's a lot of lies out mm-hmm. there and um the truth is hard to find. So Yeah.
0: yeah I I I totally agree with all that text said. Um I think one thing that I would just like to add to that. Um, as like a closing is a verse in 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 because we are talking about of course you know Satan's work um, and Satan has his workers um, and we know that a lot of the misleading comes from false teaching or false teachers but we must also recognize that false teachers are quote-unquote prospering because they Mm -hmm. have a following and yes, it's true that many people are deceived, but it's also true that many people who are deceived are being deceived. So because they have made that teacher their god, you know, yeah. um, they do not go and read for themselves what the Bible says. Um, and I mean, maybe that's the situation that you are in. Maybe you are listening to a pastor or going to a church um, where the pastor is almost being like carried as you know. <laughs> God himself, like his word is what goes. Um, ask yourself if you have a relationship with God yourself that is not based off of his teaching or you going to, to church on Sundays. Um, like Zach said, re- recognize that being in a relationship with God means being in a relationship with his word. Yeah. And you can't be in a relationship with, it, with him apart from the Bible. Um, and so that's why I want to read the scripture in 2 Timothy verse 4. Um, Chapter 4, verse 3, because those who are following also have a responsibility, you know. Um, We can't just blame everything on the false teachers. And so Mm. this is, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine, teaching. Um, Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Mm. And that is a very, Hmm. ouch, like a, it's a very like a slap in the face kind of verse.
1: Sounds familiar.
0: (laughs) But it's, it's very true. Um, Because when I have heard sound teaching, I know that there are times where I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Please stop. (laughs) Like you even feel uncomfortable. Um, at times it's convicting, it's convicting. it yeah. convicts you of your sin of this, the things that you do secretly of of places where you have just kind of ignored working on um, and you've just kind of allowed that to you know roam freely when you know that that's not pleasing to God and so the word of God is not always comfortable um but it is meant to sanctify us mm. um and to show us Christ as he truly is and if we don't look into the word we won't know that um and we will be deceived in listening to whoever makes us feel good if you walk away from church every week and you're just feeling yourself <laughs> Um, you need to realize that there's something wrong with that.
1: Yeah. If you don't if you don't walk away from a sermon or a teaching or whatever, uh, feeling like you need to change, then there's probably a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just <laughs> because that's what uh, yeah. the Bible does. Mm. That's the, it, it changes us mm. and it motivates us to want to change. Mm. Um, and the Holy Spirit, if you have it in you, convicts you of yeah. those things when the word is read and when it's preached. Um So if you don't walk away, if you walk away being fully confident of who you are. Like, yeah, this is going to be my, yeah. Yeah. And well, we don't want to make it sound like you have to walk away from church, like depressed. But Um, we, we mean like, if you walk away being like, oh yeah, I'm completely fine. Like where I am in life and I don't need to change anymore. Like I, I fit the bill of Mm. who Jesus is then maybe that teaching isn't that great because yeah. if there's anything that the Bible says, it is that we do not live up to the standard mm. of Jesus and that there's always ways that we can improve mm-hmm. in the whole life. Our whole lives are sanctification processes, yeah. which means that we are becoming more like Christ mm-hmm. or we should be becoming more like Christ. Um, so always make sure you're walking away with yeah. something. And that's not like, just that. Like yeah.
0: if, if, if it seems like what you're walking away with is always directed at material things that's also a problem you know like your job is going to go better this week and like that should not always be material driven there has to be a, a conviction a spiritual change um involved because that's that's ultimately what christ calls us to be like to be like himself and if we're all honest none of us are even close to being like christ so we have a lot of work to do um so yeah just be cautious and careful about that
1: yeah and if you notice all these things that we're saying um that we're warning you against it's all comes back to like all about you Mm. um and self
0: is the biggest idol (laughs) every
1: bib every biblical teaching should point to jesus yeah because the bible is all about jesus Mm so um ask yourself next time you're sitting and teaching is this about jesus or is this about me mm. um and that's going to be a pretty big indicator on um whether you're listening to good teaching or bad teaching yeah um so yeah
0: that that'll be it for as, this week <laughs> as my dog goes insane <laughs> yeah. in yeah
1: um anyways thanks for tuning in mm. um we'll see you again next week this was a bit more of a serious episode which it should have been um but, yeah, we'll see you next week. We hope you have a great week. As always, ask us questions if you have any, and we'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.